0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show, brought to you by GTEx.org.uk, growing together exponentially. And today is episode 285, and it's a special episode because we are announcing the GTEx member of the month, May 2020. And uh, she is a Sarah on Ryan. And uh, the reason why she won the GTEx Member of the Month is because she sold more than £64,000 using a five-day challenge. Uh, you will, um, this was a, an interview that we did for our private mastermind group, the uh, expert mastermind group. And uh, uh, she revealed behind the scene on uh, how she created the challenge, what were her goals, what were some unexpected things that she found uh, throughout this process, and as well... how she made it work. So <laughs> there are all the questions from the members of the masterminds and so on. And I thought to put this episode here as a bonus episode on this show because I know you will find this absolutely invaluable and uh, I wanted to de- give you also a sneak peek of the behind the scenes of what happens in our expert mastermind program. So enjoy the interview. Uh, listen to what uh, Sarah Point Orion has to say on uh, how she created her five-day challenge. And then uh, if you like what you see within the group and you want to become a GTEX member, remember to apply. There is a, G- uh, there is a link in the show notes and the link is call. So gtex.events forward slash call. You go on that link, we book a call, we have a chat, and we see if the expert mastermind is the right step for you and for your business. Having said that, enjoy the show, episode 285, Gtex Member of the Month, Sarah Pointer ryan and how she sold £64,000 using a five-day challenge. Time to welcome our one and only GDEX member of the month, Sarah Pointer Ryan. Hey! I wanna hear you scream! Hey! All right, that's brilliant. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you very much for joining. So, you had a cracking five day challenge, which we're going to explore uh, in a moment to get uh, our brains uh, going so you can give us some, some tips on what you did that made it work so well. But before we get started, if you can just give a bit of, uh, of background about uh, uh, the work that you do, that will be a
1: great starting point. Hello everybody, hope you are good. Um, Simone, as always, thank you for inviting me on. Um, I feel very flattered to be a member of the month, that's very cool. Um, so I'm Sarah and ryan I run um, a group of companies uh, predominantly focused around the property industry so um i build portfolios for property investors i teach other people how to build portfolios for property investors and um, i landlord in my own right i've got buy to let portfolio and um i also like develop houses so i buy them do them up and sell them as well so that's kind of my background everything i do is in the property space um and I also have alongside that a training company that helps other people create property businesses.
0: And uh, she has, uh, how many white shoes do you have? <laughs> uh,
1: so I've got a lot of trainers, lots and lots of trainers. I think in our house between Andy and I, there's about 40 pairs, something like that.
0: So, trainer fanatic, uh, now before we go into w- where you are now, how was your first experience in business?
1: <laughs> not good um so my first business that i started for myself and um, for all intents and purposes basically went bust and um, i i had no idea how to run a company and the first time i did it i didn't know that things like mentors existed and um, i didn't know that it was okay to ask for help when you didn't know something and um, i thought that was a sign of weakness like i'd been brought up in my corporate career to believe that if you if you couldn't do it yourself you didn't know how to do it effectively you weren't good enough um, and so i was from quite a cutthroat corporate background and um, i didn't know that it was okay to ask for help and so i didn't i never did um and basically my company almost financially ruined me but i discovered what i do now kind of alongside it and so this fixed the problem and then i got rid of that and i just do this now
0: what, what was that company? What were you doing? So
1: it was a photo booth company. Uh, we used to hire, um, like companies and weddings and things like that, corporate events and stuff. We used to put photo booths into those events. Um, and yeah, just, I, I mean, it went okay for about a year, but what I didn't know is that when you build a business, you need to keep a pot of money to reinvest in technology upgrades and to pay for your accountants and your tax and things like this. Um, no one ever told me that. and so after a year, my technology was outdated. Um, I needed to spend money and I didn't have any cause I've been paying my mortgage with it. And it just, it all just kind of crumb was crumbling around me.
0: And then uh, you decided to go into the property field.
1: Well, th- so there was a bit of actually-
0: transition.
1: Yeah. So the, yeah, the transition was I had to go back to being employed. That was the, the I, I had to go back and have a job, which, I don't know if you guys have ever left your job. The feeling of empowerment when you leave being employed for being self-employed is incredible. I cannot tell you how depressing it was Mm -hmm. having to go back to being employed and feeling like I'd failed. Um, But had I not done that, I wouldn't have met the person that introduced me to property and I'd have never been doing what I'm doing now. So actually it was a bit of a blessing um but the transition was i got a job working as a consultant for somebody who like a sales and marketing consultant for somebody that had a real interest in property and they kind of introduced me to the strategies that i run now in my business so um, whilst it broke my heart genuinely i was financially and emotionally broken at that point in my life Um, i moved from being self-employed to being employed again to being self-employed again
0: it is a it is a journey. I have to think about how many times Ben and I had to, in particular Ben, because I could live with about five hundred quid a month, and I lived on five hundred quid a month for a long time because I, I wasn't paying my rent. So um, I, I bartered my rent with uh, uh, the person I was living in. I was working for them, and they gave me a place to live for free. So I my living expenses were really, really low while Ben on the other side was really back and forth at least five times. <laughs> Full time, it was almost like, yes, we made it. Uh, ben, can you go back? Yes, we made it. Uh, ben, <laughs> yes, we made it. Uh, ben, <laughs> so, uh, and, and it is frustrating, but at the same time, you gotta do what you gotta do when it's necessary. Yeah, and it, is. And it, I it think can it feel like it's a step backward, but actually,
1: it really, really did step forward it really felt like a step backwards. But I think, had I had, had I known then what I know now about the fact that nobody expects you to know it all, nobody actually expects you to have every single answer and be able to get it right all of the time. Had I known that then, I'd have been all right with it, but I didn't, know I, I never had a mentor, I never had anybody guiding me, I never really had anybody that had run a business of the size of business that I was running that I could ask advice from. And so I just assumed that it meant that I'd failed and it hadn't, I just hadn't done it very well and I needed to learn how to do it better. And once I learned how to do it better, it, you know, my business now, we the group of companies turns over about a million pound a year. And that's inside of like four and a bit years.
0: Yeah, and that's a brilliant example on how you're turning things around. And that's why like when we started like, it, it, what I can say for to everyone is that uh, what uh, made, well, well, all the things that I'm seeing Sarah doing that work really well in the business, she does one thing that is really important. She never stops selling. And mm-hmm. <laughs> this is uh, something that uh, we can all be inspired to do more. Because at the end of the day, the, when you sell, that's the, the juice of the, the, the business needs. And that's what makes our success possible. In fact, now we're going to go uh, deeper into the five day challenge that you run and uh, how, what made it work so well and what was the idea behind it. Because also it was the first time that you were running something like this. Yeah. So you had no clue about what could, <laughs> like, <laughs> what was gonna work. If it wasn't gonna work, it's like, okay, I'm gonna test this. And then in the meanwhile, while she was answering those questions, uh, this is an opportunity for everyone within the GTEX membership to get to know members from different programs. Beauty by the Mastermind is a place where we have members from different groups. Uh, uh, Sarah is part of the influencer program that we are running. There are a lot of mas- uh, Lifetime members here. There are Mastermind members here. And it's a is a way where we can uh, get to know each other and get to know other members that are doing incredible work. So while I'm answering the question, asking the comment, I will put a few questions that you would like to ask Sarah, whether it's practical about business or whether it's also something about her personal journey, about the things that she had to go through to build what she built. So do that in the meanwhile. And so let's start with the, with the five-day challenge. What inspired you to do a five-day challenge compared to something different?
1: So, um i i run a what a big part of my business is running live events that's been a big part of it for the last two and a half years um the coronavirus happened and my events business basically just got stopped dead in its tracks and um, I've been talking a good game to Simone for about 12 months. So I've been working with you for like over a year now. Yeah. Um, and I've been saying for a long time, I really want to get my events online. I really want to create some digital assets. I really want to have an assets-based business that like, will sell online, meaning I can choose to do events if I want or not, etc. But I've been so busy running the business, I hadn't found the time to make that thing. And so when coronavirus occurred, Um, and we had to cancel we had an event we had three events that week like when they said absolutely there is to be no gatherings i was like oh like oh this is not good um what are we going to do what am i actually going to do so um there was a really hot day it was like sunday right at the beginning of lockdown it was the first like sunday we'd had and i was sat in my garden on a beanbag with a beer basically just figuring out in my head what earth I was going to do with my events company, which I just, I didn't, we had no visibility of when we were going to be allowed to do it again. They were talking three weeks, they were talking six weeks. Well, I, we had no idea. So I, I sort of sat there and thought, well, I need to do something else. Um, I, I ran a high level mastermind program for the last 18 months. Um, and at the end of last year in December, I decided I wasn't going to run that anymore because it wasn't working for me. Um, I didn't, I didn't enjoy delivering. Um, de- I just didn't enjoy delivering the program. So I decided at the end of last year I wasn't going to sell it anymore. Um, so that wasn't an option. I couldn't sell some high ticket and then basically live on that money for a period of time. Um, I needed a different plan. So the five day challenge. I've seen other people do five day challenges, and I've been through other people's five day challenges for different like marketing and social media and things like this. But I thought, you know what? I think there's a gap in a, in the education space, within the property education space, where most property educators are teaching how to get houses, how to invest money, how to um, go, how to buy cheap, how to get a rent to rent, you know, how to build portfolios. But what most people are not doing is talking about how you fund those deals if you don't have any money to get started. So one of the things, there's two parts to my business. I need investors and I need houses. Most educators teach houses, but no one's really teaching investors. So I decided I was gonna do a five day um, how to get investor leads from social media challenge. And so I would have five days with an activity, one activity each day for five days. And I would guarantee that you would get at least one investor lead if you implemented the process. If you finished it, if you actually did the work and you got to the end, there is no way that you couldn't have at least one lead of an investor that you could work with. And every single person that finished it. So not everybody finished it, obviously, but every person that completed the five days got a lead. And it took me from that Sunday, it took me a week to come up with the plan. It took me a week to write the content and a week to promote it and then i did it in the fourth week it was the fourth yeah. the four five days um and we did that the 27th of april no man mm-hmm. yeah april the dates are all blended in yes, april yeah to the beginning of may that last week um we delivered it over five days and then we had a two-day like wrap up on the saturday and the sunday where I just basically slammed my diary full of one to one calls of everybody that had finished. Um I think I did 50 to 50 calls in 2 days. Um in with like individual like 30, 15 to 20 minute one to one calls and of the 51 people that finished the actual 5 day challenge 42 people bought the on sale.
0: And you sold uh, and what was the price point? Uh £1,
1: 1500.
0: 1500 and uh, you had, and you, did you, so you closed everyone on the phone? Everyone. So, no,
1: so some, people, some
0: people bought also from the some people
1: just bought. So we, we opened the car on the Wednesday, um, by the Friday, when the car, like the, um, the challenge had finished, we'd already sold about 12 at that point. Um, and that had no hands holding from me at all. That was just mm-hmm. click and buy. Um, and then what I did on the Friday is I said, look, if you're, if you've just got questions around whether this is right for you here's a 15 minute slot in my diary through calendly you book a call and so for the saturday and the sunday i sat and i just made calls all day to all the people that have, and every well out of 51 we closed 42.
0: which is a hell of a great job <laughs> i mean in fact as i said um at the beginning one thing that sarah does incredibly well is that she keeps focusing on selling. And that's uh, what uh, creates uh, revenues. That's what creates all the clients. And uh, in particular, she's not afraid of getting on a call with someone. Even if uh, someone, if you think about it, how many people do a five day challenge and then they offer a call to everyone who actually completes. With all the five day challenges, you might have been through very, very few. Um, But that again, that personal touch increases the conversion massively. And Dana was asking, uh, is asking a question. Uh, First of all, uh, was it a paid or free five-day challenge?
1: Free.
0: That was a free five-day challenge. How many people did you have registered?
1: 400. Just to give some
0: numbers of how many people registered, how many people signed up, how many people completed.
1: We had about 400 people register and come into the group. Um, We had a hundred and it was a, I think it was 157 people on the first night came onto the Facebook Live training on the first night. So the way the days were structured, is all right, if I just explain how it was like... The uh, yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. because the, the, the whole idea is that someone can say, okay, this is something I can do myself as well. Okay,
1: you know? cool. so um, basically what we did, we had a registration page, which was a ClickFunnels page, email address, um, name, phone number. Once they registered, that put them in our CRM and then that pushed them to our, um, they then got hit with a, like a thank you page and on that thank you page was a link to the messenger bot. We use ManyChat for our messenger bot in Facebook. So that then opens messenger in their Facebook account which links then the marketing to their Facebook directly and they were given a link inside of that message to join the Facebook group. So it's a private Facebook group and over the over the week that we promoted it basically 400 people came through that process and on the uh, on the friday night before the monday we let everybody in at the same time on the friday night so it was like a big like wash of people came in all at the same time so the energy was high the activity was high the conversations were good there was lots going on the saturday morning i set them like a pre-challenge challenge Um, To just introduce themselves and set some goals of what they wanted to get out of the five days, and then on the Sunday morning, I sent them all a workbook, which was basically just a PDF that I'd created in Canva, Um, and that it was probably about twelve pages long with like notes and things that work that I wanted them to do throughout the period of time. The main one being tracking your stats. Day one how many connections do you have? How many leads do you have? How many messages have you sent? How much money have you got pledged? Versus day five, how many leads do you have? How much money do you have pledged, et cetera? So there was a big focus around them tracking their own progress. Like showing
0: it before and after within the five yes,
1: days. Exactly, exactly that. Because what that does from a, um, a, a sales perspective in terms of closing, if I know that I've seen my own progress and I've logged it myself, I can't argue with the results of that. And so it becomes a no brainer to move forward in the process. So the workbook was given to them on the Sunday, um, along with just a little bit of like work in terms of like, just keeping the energy high in that group. And they were all told that at six o'clock on Monday morning, the first task would go up. So I did like a five minute video and I pre-recorded all of this, by the way. So I was aware. So all the
0: videos that were pre recorded were not live.
1: No, no, no. All, well, the evening ones were live, the morning ones were all pre recorded, which means I can now run the same challenge again and it's all there. Like I don't have to do the work again. So Monday morning, six o'clock, pre scheduled post goes up in the Facebook group. Um, they watch the video and their instruction is do the task and then take a screenshot of your evidence of doing the task and post that screenshot in this thread and that is the accountability aspect of them seeing other people doing the work seeing other people getting the results and wanting to be in that team of people moving forward so that worked really really well and then in the evening at 7 30 i did a facebook live training where we talked about any questions they had around the task of that day Um, and most of the we did that every night for five days most of those were like two hours long. They were, they were long and they were so much value, so much content. They couldn't argue with the level of service that I was offering for free. They just, there was just no way they could. So we've now given solid value. We've also given them proven results that they're tracking themselves. I'm not influencing that in any way. They are seeing that physically roll out in front of them. So when it got to the end of the process, really it was a simple question. Have you seen results in five days? Yes. Imagine what I could do with you in a year. Are you gonna join, yes or no? And it actually was quite a simple closing position yeah. because of the value we'd given over the week. Uh,
0: this, is a, this is the same dynamic uh, that you would see when we run, for example, a three-day event. Why a three-day event does it work? Why a five-day challenge works? Because you're spending an extended period of time with them. You're giving them, you're showing what you can do. You're giving them something that they can do. And so the relationship is built. The credibility is built, the authority is built. So then in someone else's mind, they see, they feel safer to make an investment because they say, well, I know that my money is well spent because I've already had this amount of work. And then someone thinks, well, you know, if they're putting this amount of work in the free one. What am I going to receive when I pay? And that's why they work really well. Uh, there were a few, there were, there were a few questions. Um, um, so a question from uh, Leela, which we, which was, uh, um, how did you track the ones who had a call and that completed the challenge?
1: So they were given a link inside of the group to book a call if they wanted to talk to me about how the challenge, how the ongoing service could work for them. If they booked a call, then I spoke to them, but I didn't influence that at all. I just said, if you wanna, you can.
0: And then you had people booking. Yeah. Uh, Then there was a question, I think that's come from the same from Yelena and from Rosie. How did you fill up the challenge?
1: Uh, Organically, online. Uh, my Instagram story was a big big so I've recently started playing around with Instagram Facebook's always been my where I've always had the biggest profile. Um, I do not have a following on Instagram at all. I've got like three and a half thousand followers, I think not not strong at all I'm working on that. And I wanted to see how it would work. So I did put it in my own groups. Um, I didn't put it really out to my database. I know Simone will shake his head at that because it will drive him mental because I've got a 67 and a half thousand strong database and I don't use it. Look at him, he's gonna, he's gonna like punch me through the screen. I know, I know, I know. But my profile on Facebook is, is solid. So I did put it there. But Instagram stories actually is where most of my traffic for my challenge came from. Because as people were requesting access to the group, they were in a queue. Every day I was screenshotting. We've got 60 people now excited to join. We've got 100 people now. We've got 200 people. Oh my God, we've got 300, we've got 400 people. That just generated its own energy and people wanted to be part of that and it just snowballed, it it, it was great. But yeah, it was all organic, no paid. And then you were
0: repurposing as well. I saw you repurposing the screenshots that you were putting on Instagram, also on your Facebook. Yes. So all the buzz you were creating, there was a lot of buzz that she was generating online hey, this amount of people joined, this joined, this person joined, this person joined. And it doesn't matter if you, you can do this with the, oh, we have, a, if you say, if you don't have, a, I know some of you here uh, don't have a list, we say, okay, I don't have 20,000 people in my Facebook group, or I don't have like 67,000 on my mailing list, or I don't have even like 500 followers on my Instagram, you can use the same strategy by naming the people that have joined with their permission. So you can say, instead of saying, oh, we have 100 people joining, we say, hey, Johnny joined, hey, Marta joined. And so that creates the same amount of energy behind it, whether you're saying one person, whether you're saying 500 people. Um, That's the way you can apply it in, in that scenario. Now, there is a question from Daniel, which is uh, I'm going to wrap up with the uh, last few questions. One is, how many touch points did you have on the challenge post? Um, so how many posts did you do, or like a lives?
1: So, there, over the five days, there was a task video every morning at 6 a.m. There was a 2 p.m. Ask Me Anything thread, which was for them to write their questions that they wanted me to cover in the evening on the training. There was two days i had a bonus task that went at 3 30 p.m and 7 30 p.m i did the live i mean i will say to you that it consumed me for five days but
0: for that's simply, what you can do like let's say you focus just five days in it
1: yeah and the, the on sale so i can see that someone's asked what was the on sale um it's a year's program for 1500 pound which most people are saying well that's well cheap like why would you why would you do that It's just a Facebook group. It's just access to a Facebook group. There's no one-to-one time. There's no venue costs. There's no nothing. It's just a place, a Q and A area. That's it. So actually I've now got, I mean, we build 63 grand in in that on that day for running a Facebook group. And I can do that four times a year. And every time I do it, I'm going to try and double my sales. So our target for, the 31st of July, which is the next one, is to bill 130 grand off that. And if I then do it again to do like 300 grand off the next one, it's a million pound product inside of 12 months.
0: We're we going to send some emails next time?
1: Yes, I promise. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, you can see, so I think what we can all learn from this experience and from what you said is not to overcomplicate things. Um, you will see that when you deliver a lot of value up front, and you show them the value that you can deliver for free without any expectations, then people will uh, trust that uh, even for something that in theory is not existing, is not something which is practical, they can buy, they can see, they can feel. Now the value of uh, asking Sarah questions is really high. That's what they buy into the value. They don't buy into a specific program like a set number of steps which now gives her the flexibility to run, uh, to have the Q&A, to add additional content and make the product better as she goes along. But then by focusing on and delivering so much value up front whatever she was going to sell later, people will be like, yeah, sell me whatever you want. As long as I can pay, I'm in. And that's the same model that we use, for example, when we sell lifetime membership, there is three days and people are like, oh yeah, that's brilliant, we want to join. that's how you can replicate it online. Because uh, five days is a uh, long enough period to build that relationship. Um then there Jessica is asking, uh, did you promise the winner of a challenge a prize to keep people through the challenge? No.
1: What I wish I had done is incentivized the most engagement. So there wasn't a winner of the challenge. They all won. If they got a lead, they won their own little their own little challenge. But um they weren't in competition with each other they were just trying to build leads for their own business what i wish i had done is incentivized i could have incentivized completion jessica for sure um, but i wish i'd incentivized engagement because the more engaged the more likely they are to keep showing up each day because they feel like they're part of something and when you're you feel like you're part of something not only do you not want to let yourself down but you also don't want to let your team down and you want to come through it together. So I wish I had incentivized engagement levels um, and maybe done like a prize draw for the person that got the biggest win in my, the thing is, how do you judge that? It's a really difficult one, but that's something I could implement next time. But I I was really happy with the conversion rates from the like the, the, the first night we had, I think it was 147 people on the actual live training and on the last night we had 51. So actually in terms of drop off, we still had a third of the people complete, which is great.
0: Now it's really high, like those numbers are really high, uh, which is a testament of how, so w- the question is because there are a lot of people that will put a lot of work on uh, the challenge up front, and uh, then we've got a lot of registration, but not as many to show up or to complete. Did you do something to the people that already registered to get them uh, more like looking forward to joining, uh, looking Uh, forward to completing it.
1: There was only a week. So most of the people who, I mean, obviously, we had 400 people come into the group and only 151 people visibly started. So we had quite a big drop off in that period, but my target was to put 50 people in it to start with and to sell like five. So, Oh, at the point that we sold five places, I, I'd smashed my target at that point. Like I had no idea what was going to happen and um, why it happened like that. I've not, I just worked it, for whatever reason. It just did. Is there a way that we could get more people to start it out of the registrations? Possibly we could incentivize maybe. But what I wanted to try and do with the creation of this system in my business was come away from me being forced to spend one-to-one time with people and to get a digital system working that doesn't rely on me working every single time. In theory, if I can make that product a million pounds in a year, it relies on me working 20 days hard, which is the four or five challenges, and then I spend maybe an hour in the Facebook group a day just answering questions. That is that is a lovely little job.
0: That's the... <laughs> That's a lovely little job indeed.
1: And it's one I could do anywhere in the world, because I like to travel. I don't want a life where I have to be at my desk. You know, I do work hard, but I like to be able to do it from anywhere when I want. Um, And so not being able to travel this summer gave me the time to create this new product. And actually, it's the product that's completely superseded my mastermind. And when I was selling mastermind for £12,000 a year, which is what I did last year and the year before, the expectation that people had on me when they paid 12 grand for something is totally different than the expectation that's on me when they've paid 1500 pounds for something for a year. So it's, it works better for my lifestyle.
0: Uh, I remember you were resenting, not do we resent, not, not, I don't, don't want to use the word resentment. Um, there were a lot of moments where you're like, this is too much. I have too many people demanding my time and it became very difficult for you like personally, energetically,
1: I really honestly if i'm really honest i i feel like i almost lost the plot at the end of last year like i almost gave it all up i almost said this this training stuff is not for me i don't i don't want the life i don't i didn't enjoy it enough to put up with the level of stress that it was giving me and part of that was my own fault because the way i managed the business i didn't manage it very effectively and that's why i now have asked for help from my mentors who've given me guidance to fix the problems, which fixed now, which is great. But I also realized that my lifestyle and the way I was living my life, I was so busy doing things for other people who didn't appreciate it because they paid so much money and that money is very important to them. They felt like, they all felt like they owned a piece of me and that was too much for me. So going lower ticket, in volume versus higher ticket in small numbers my stress levels are going to be way less and actually they pay monthly as well so if they want to stop really they'll just stop it it, it will be it, well it's already proving to be a far better product and i've made more money and because it's digital i don't have any venue costs lunches meetings trains none of that stuff it's great
0: <laughs> All right, thank you very much. I think we are. Um, at, uh, we have uh, uh, one last question, which is, uh, uh, what would you change to improve it? That's the last question, and then we're up with the with the interview. And what would and I change things, to improve
1: sorry. it? Um, what would I change to improve it? So there's a, there's two things really. One. I will be putting some ads behind it this time because if I can get a 1000 people to register rather than 400 then I'll finish with like 200 people finishing and my conversion rates will be mega. Mm. So the visibility of it now it's tested that I would improve that. And um, I also think I would do the live trainings in the evening on zoom rather than Facebook live because Zoom, I can see all your pretty faces today. I can see the engagement. You can see me, it's much, you can see each other. There's a much more community feel to that. Whereas doing it in Facebook Live, all I can see is comments. And so I can't interact with your body language. I can't talk to you. So I think I would change that because I think the engagement levels and the relationship would improve, which would would improve my conversions, I think.
0: Yeah. Totally agree with you. So thank you very much, Sarah. Um, if someone wants to check you out, check out your work, uh, uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? Well, I mean, people can connect with you, with you on uh, in the GTEx family group. Oh um, yeah. Search so, Sarah Point Orion. Other than that? Uh,
1: Instagram's a good show. or if you wanna email my office, you can do it's uh, learn, L-E-A-R-N, at Kajito, C-O-G-I-T-O, hyphen wealth.co.uk. But honestly, social media is probably your best bet. Um, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, um, or TikTok. I've started using TikTok. Follow me on TikTok, because I'm playing around with that. Um, But yeah, any any of those platforms. It'd be great to hear from you. If I can help you at all, then I'd love to. Uh,
0: That's brilliant. Thank you very much, Sarah. Can you please give a massive whoop whoop? To Sarah, thank you for sharing uh, um, all these nuggets that they are so where uh, people were scribbling like crazy. And there is, taking so many notes for one of these members' interviews. So definitely there is a lot to think about and great examples on how to use five-day challenges to sell programs, to build an audience, to get in front of, uh, uh, of your ideal clients. So Sarah, again, thank you very, very much for being with us today. You're thank you
1: pretty, for having me.
0: Awesome and uh, congratulations for being the GTEx member of the month, May 2020. I
1: will go, uh, see you later.
0: yes sir, thank you. All right, everyone, wow, <laughs> wow. Um, everyone, can you please put in the comment what was your biggest takeaway from, uh, from this member of the month interview? And then uh, we are going to get started with the training of the evening. Uh, and then we're going to wrap up the, the event. So in fact, Daniel was like one month of work plus one hour a day. That's a nice sweet business model. And I think that uh, when we create products and we create services it's also important to think about how much, what are your boundaries? How much of you are you going to give away? Because I've definitely been in service position when it's like, okay, people that are there paying a lot of money or expecting everything from you. And that uh, Rose is there like nodding her head. Uh, (laughs) And that sucks the energy out of you. And then takes away the energy from actually the people that are a pleasure to work with. Um, So that's important to select your boundaries. Uh, Create a challenge to help when launching a product. It's a good way to create buzz. Um, uh, Challenges are such a clever way to fill a pipeline. Is this replicable on LinkedIn? Um not, uh, you can use uh, LinkedIn to get people, but then on Facebook, I have not seen uh, like the, the li- LinkedIn groups. You know what? It will be a test because I've not seen a link, a challenge done in a LinkedIn group. I know Facebook groups have better features than LinkedIn groups to run, but hey, yo, let's test. Uh, I will be up to, to give it a go. I will explore. Thank you. Yeah, give it a go. Um, idea uh, of doing a five-day challenge. Um, keep it simple. Give value. Uh, high passion, absolutely. Yeah, Facebook group for fifteen hundred per person. That's that's a good. That's a that's a go, that's a good product. Because what they buy, they don't buy the Facebook group. They buy access to you. That's what they buy. What you sell is access. What you sell is a real-time answer, is speed of implementation, is quicker. That's what you sell. The money, what uh, Sarah did was just over-deliver on those evenings and smashed it out of the park. Absolutely. And that's the key to that, because uh, they, they can't question the value she's giving. And that's where you, that's when you are on a sweet point, when you when people can't question the value that you're giving. And uh, you know there is a lot of value, there is a lot of great thing in over-giving um and uh, if you do this uh, in a one-to-many way so where you are given a lot uh, creating challenges creating webinars like you're always consistently there you will build such a nice audience or people that are going to love the work that you do then every time you're gonna put something out if they have the money they will buy it but it's a lot of work to put up front and what sarah did she put a hell of a lot of work for the past few years and building those audiences, building those Facebook groups. And so the results that she had actually today, they were results of the past three years that she's been bursting her ass, building her groups, uh, keep delivering every single day on those groups. I haven't seen a day she has not been active on social media. And it pays off. It didn't pay off three years ago. It didn't pay off two years ago. It it paid off last year when she ran now, like she she, she made almost half a million in the business. But this year, she was able to turn her audience into an online program, even if the event side of the business was, she had to shut it down. That, that's, I think, one of the biggest thing I got from uh, from hearing her story. Um, uh, I've seen people promoting on uh, on LinkedIn and running through Facebook, uh, going back to Yelena's question. And then, uh, you, yeah. You, yeah, you can leverage Zoom for the contact points, in terms of next to LinkedIn groups, there are. Is, I think that the the problem is less how, where you deliver the challenge or where you deliver the course. I think that the question becomes more on what platform do I need to use to, that gives me the level of uh, intimacy or the level of connection that I want to create with them. Because then the platform is there to serve a purpose. I think sometimes we, we mix things around. We choose the platform first just because everyone is using the platform without thinking, actually, a tool is a tool. It's a tool for what outcome do I want to create? Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week, we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist.